Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message is brought to you by E-Trade from Morgan Stanley. Take control of your financial future with E-Trade. No matter what kind of investor you are, our tools and resources can help you be ready for what's next. Plus, you'll get access to a wide range of support to help you plan for the long term. Learn more at etrade.com slash vox. Investing involves risks. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC member SIPC. E-Trade is a business of Morgan Stanley. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. What is going on, y'all? We are back. It is another episode of No Bets Barred, this time for UFC Vegas 70. Nikita Krylov taking on Ryan Spann. We've also got Bellator 291. We've got one championship on Prime Video 5, 6, something around there. It's the rematch John Lineker taking on FDA. It's a banger. What else we got? We got KSW. We have Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury. I mean, the biggest event of the weekend, baby. If you're looking to bet on combat sports, this is the weekend to do it. Uh, You know, not the greatest UFC card. Uh, I can say say that that. every week. (laughs) But here's the thing. We're about to hit the stretch. We're about to hit a magical stretch here moving forward after this week. I mean, we're we got six, seven weeks of bliss coming up after we get through this one. So. Sprinkle your investments across uh, the various promotions. Enjoy the weekend. And then once we get into March and April, man, it, it's time to hit the ground running. Yeah, man. Uh, we this is this is the calm, right? Like we are about to have, I mean, do we even need to talk about 285? I mean, that's 285, monstrous. I like is is one of my most anticipated UFC cards I've I've experienced in a long time. 280, I was very excited for. Uh, International Fight Week last year, 276, I was very excited for. Uh, 285, I am really, really excited for. Yeah, man, 285 is uh, it's it's one of the few. I don't get all that pumped honestly about fight cards anymore. Just too many of them been doing this too long, but. 285 gets the juices flowing. And then we <laughs> get 286 right after it, basically. We get, Two weeks. We get, Bro, we we're get going... a gap week filled with, with Piotr Jan, by the way, fighting Rod Valashvili. Unbelievable Banger. fight. That's that's something like legitimate when we're talking about a fight night card. And then 286, I mean, March is, March is just straight nonsense because we ended with Vera Santagin. UFC San Antonio also can't sleep on the fact that Marab Yan is in Vegas, but it's not in the apex, which is just huge. So that'll be in front of Vegas. Something it's, it's just like, I think they're titling it just UFC Vegas. I love it. Like Vegas 69. 
yeah. Rule 72 or whatever. Yeah, you got to love the Vegas name, despite having had like 10 million cards in Vegas. Yeah. But we're claiming this is UFC Vegas. This is 17. the one. We'll, we're, yeah. In future years, when we talk about this card, it'll be, ah, you remember that one fight card in Vegas? Ah, you know the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got Why it. they don't just call it UFC Apex? Because that's what the number is. Like, let's just go with that. Regardless, 285, banger. Fight night after that, good card. 286, banger. Fight night after that, good card. Week off, 287. Say, week off, 287. Just then a we get, stretch. Then we get Arnold Allen, Max Holloway in Kansas City. Like this I'm going to is... be at that one. Oh, mm-hmm. shout out. That's going to be amazing. It is. So uh, it actually worked. My sister lives in Kansas City, and it's very convenient. I was planning on going the week after that event. Okay, you anyway. love Kansas City. I saw your tweets last time you were there. You love it that place. It is a very cold place. Um, but I'm running my marathon there the weekend after oh. Holloway Allen. And so then they were like, Holloway Allen's going to be in Kansas City. I was like, I was already going to be there. So I uh, moved my flight around, heading in oh, a week yeah. early. Oh, you're spending yeah. a whole week in KC. I'm spending like almost two at this point. Let's uh, go. Let's go. Go through that. Go through fight week. Stay there. Run a marathon the next little week. barbecue pl- post marathon action. So there's going to be so much barbecue just all around. Uh, Allen post- versus the Almighty versus the Blessed. I mean, this is going to be you can maybe get some Super Bowl champions gear. Shout out to the Chiefs. Oh yeah, you know, see Arrowhead. Just just do all the things. Because last time I was there, was, maybe go to a Blues Z- game, huh? Uh. Is that their name? The the hockey team. Oh, oh they, St. I Louis. Yeah, St. I was Louis. Like, that's, I'm sorry. I think they're the Kansas City Royals. So. Yeah, sorry. Uh, how uh, far is St. Louis from Kansas City? That's not terribly far, but not far enough. Sis not, not on the Missouri really side, the Kansas it. side. I'm I'm not a geography guy. That's that is not where my yeah. strength lies. Uh, yeah, always interesting to me how part of the city is in uh, Missouri. You would think mm. Kansas City would be smack dab in the middle of the state. Yeah, I, so I think she actually lives on the Missouri side. Shout but out, I'm not shout 100%. Out, shout out to Missouri, uh, and shout out to the UFC because we're getting some announcements for 288 as well in May. Just stacked up. I mean, this looking pretty good. We can we can complain about these fight nights and these not even the fight nights. We can complain about these apex cards. They're making up for it in a big way with these pay per views, and and I kind of like it that way. Like sneaky. Like I hate having to go through these cards, but I like the big feel. I like where all eyes are on the sport uh, for these pay per view cards. I I'm with you on that. I just my mine has never been that the pay per views are bad. My opinion is that. We could just do with fewer of the fight night cards and then God, do papers, I agree. like because oh, the highs are high. And I will give them the credit that they deserve. The pay-per-view lineup this year, it, it's looking stronger than last year's. You I know, mean, last year oh, we, no doubt. we had Diaz Ferguson, which was supposed to be Diaz Chemaev. This time That's, last year we were getting ready for uh Covington Masvidal. Yeah, dude. exactly. Covington Masvidal stuff. It's just it, it, it the the quality has been much much higher superb. this year so superb i mean i am i i cannot wait for it last week ufc vegas 69 uh that combined with with the uh wood lara boxing fight i broke completely even but oh, it wow felt, that's that's wonderful 
see, here's the bad part though. I started the night five and zero, and then lost every bet after that. So it felt like a bad losing week. Oh, Starting that. out five and zero, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be one of those weeks where it's like up six, seven units, like big bounce back." Start first counting those checks. Oh man, I was like thinking first break for breakthrough of twenty twenty three. Like we're back, baby. Not to be, man. I'm I'm still running like just very just very mediocre so far in twenty twenty three. I think I'm down like four units for the year. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm waiting for that breakthrough card where where everything's just going green for me. I am, uh, I'm in a different but similar boat. I had another losing week last week. Uh, just, this is a safe space, right? We're in the Please, circle. Vent, get it out. Get it out. Get it out. I'm down about five, five and a half units this year. Um, and I got to, I, I, I hate the year reset. I hate it. It's, it's, it, it's been tough because I, I had some ups, then I had the really bad week at, at 284, and then another loser here. And it's just, I gotta be honest. Um, I'm I'm violating one of the big rules, and that's I think that that's why I'm where I'm at right now, Connor. Uh, you know, we did the rules episode, and you you proffered a great rule one of one of the most important rules. It's it's to do the work, and I gotta be honest. I, I've been kind of half-assing it this year. I haven't. Oh wow. These cards haven't spoken to me. Admission of guilt on on the podcast live. An admission in real of time. guilt and. Uh, you know, 284, I did my best uh, to actually do the research for that one, but that was just a tough car, and I, I kind of overextended myself. But last week, I'm just straight up. At that fight night, it, it did not move mountains. It didn't move anything for me. And so I just kind of just kind of half-assed it. I took some shots uh, at some things that I wasn't didn't really have any concept or, or knowledge about. <laughs> and... Uh, I paid the piper, you know, lost everything except usually for the flyweight under. Usually what happens. That's what happens. If you're you, just throwing darts. You're just, if you're just guessing, you know, doesn't always hit. And so I, I like some of the guesses. Flyweight unders stay, stay hidden. God, it's, it's such a fun bet. It, it's never lost. It's unbelievable. Heavyweight overs. That wasn't honestly, that was the least electric heavyweight over of all yeah. time. Uh, that fight couldn't even be made interesting by the over. It's like, I'm cashing this almost immediately. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, and then Jessica and Drage, I feel like maybe I should have seen, seen that coming. Maybe we should have yeah. seen that one coming. Yeah, and that, that was the difference between a winning and a losing week, basically. Hindsight's twenty twenty on that. Uh, you know, the signs were there. Blanchfield's the real deal. Uh, I do have to say, you know, anyone who made that bet, great call. I great do have call. to say, it felt like on like MMA gambling Twitter afterward, it was like the dividing line of whether or not uh, you are like a good researcher. Good, they like to call them handicappers, like. That's the dividing line. If you're on Blanchfield, you're legit. If you're on Andrade, you are a square. That's what it felt like on Twitter afterwards. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's tough, man. It's tough. That's that's about all there is to say. I, I think the hardest part is I have been putting in the work. I have been putting in the research, and then these losing weeks, they just sting that, that much more. Shout out to Zach Powell, guy. I just have to say, dude, the clinch work there was phenomenal Ooh, phenomenal yes. for that under two and a half that was uh a, just a just a tantalizing watch i loved every second of that it was definitely <laughs> more and more frustrated as every minute went on as it killed two parlays yeah uh it's it's tough and an old jordan wright no longer with the ufc after that one so yeah oh, the, so oh let's not forget procneo knight just ooh, banger banger for sure 
looking uh, at no that doubt. fight saying there's no way that this fight doesn't end in a finish i mean uh, pretty sure the over-under was set at one and a half, and it was like even money on each side. So shout yeah. out to that. Uh, but here's the good news. Here's the good news, because I've been I've been at this game for for quite some time now, uh, coming up on about the 10-year mark of this. Every cold streak, there's a hot streak waiting right around the corner. That's the good news, man. I I hope that you're right. I'm going to go I ahead and I'm assume right. it's not this right. week for me. Yeah, maybe not this week. Who knows? We do have that March stretch coming up. I just need to survive until March. That's my game plan right now. Stick if you stick to the plan. If you stick to the work, the hot streak is coming. I know that to be true. That is a fact of life. Every single time, every time I've run cold, the hot streak is has come around the corner. And and then you got to remember that when you get hot, can't get too cocky because the next cold streak is waiting right around the corner as well. This is a game of highs. This is a game of lows. It's a roller coaster. And I can't wait till we're, you know, hitting that like, yep, there it is. Five straight winning weeks, baby, because it is coming. I mean, it needs to be coming. We're almost through February and just haven't been the highs yet. So hopefully March, March is just lights out. Maybe March is the elusive perfect week coming, you know? Uh, I can't even talk perfect weeks. I mean... Oh, you can always, you got to put it out there. In in November, I essentially had like a quote unquote perfect month. I, every week was was big time profits. I, I think like November, I was up like 21 units, which was which was pretty fantastic. Hopefully that's March. I'm hoping that's what March has in store for me. I mean, that would be ideal. I'm, I'm chasing the, the perfect week. It's like a hole in one, you know, they don't it ever is. happen. It is. But even if the rest of your round is dog shit. If you get the hole in one, you could shoot a 105 with the hole in one and be like, still got that ace. I, I just need this perfect uh, week and it'll bring this whole year up for me. And and the thing is, I, I've come so close. It's just like a hole in one. Mm-hmm. You get that, like you get like an inch away, you, you oh. hit the pen, you, you hit the flag. I have come one bet. I think since I started doing this back in September of 2021, I think I've come uh, one bet away four four different times. And I'm talking like legitimate perfect weeks, not like having three bets and then being like clean, sweet, yeah. easy work, folks. Like uh, it's like I'm talking like when you have like seven singles and two parlays and it's like, all right, did it. Perfect week. Didn't miss one up 10 units. Well, here's the hope that this this week will be the perfect one. Uh, I don't think it's going to be for me. I'm, I tried to be conservative this week, you know, looking ahead to to the big business month of March. Also, I it's really hard for me to get a read on a lot of these fights. So I've got bets down. Certainly got too many different options out here. Uh, well, let's you, dive right in. You got into one in KSW. I didn't even think to start looking at those. So oh, yeah. I might oh, be yeah. tailing some uh, some KSW I'm, action because God know, As much as we're gassing up UFC, KSW is still my favorite promotion. KSW I mean, is the best promotion in mixed martial arts. Please I maintain this firmly. Please stop sleeping on KSW. It is one of the most fun promotions out there. It's always on in the afternoon because it's usually taking place in Poland or Eastern Europe. The production value is high. The production is insane. It's I mean, I love how like the, the ring girl has like the flag when they started out. Like it's like so overdone. Uh, and the biggest key. The violence is cranked up to like eleven. Like if you got a ten fight KSW card, I'm gonna go ahead and just promise you seven are not going to go to a decision. Like these, it's just knockout, sock out, submissions left and right. Like I, big fan of KSW. 
uh, I mean, I'm I'm excited to hear what action you've got down because I may have to uh, may have to join you. Just one's a parlay piece and one's a single. They're both on the main event, uh, but we can dive into that after UFC Oops. Vegas 70. Let's let's start with the main event. Uh, it is a light heavyweight bout. Nikita Krylov taking on Ryan Span right now. You can have Krylov for minus 170. Ryan Span coming back at plus 145. Uh, you know, trying to trying to keep it tight. Trying to make sure it's it's bets that I like. Uh, not like I can't come to a solid side in this one. Like, it's just like Ryan Spann has been re- looking really good of late, but like, he's always liable to get finished. Nikita Krylov, like he's probably the more technical fighter, probably the better grappler as well. Uh, but just like watching the tape, I just like couldn't come to a, a sound side. Like, I feel like if I, if I had to play one, it would be Ryan Spann inside the distance. Uh, but I never got around to that. I, I played the under one and a half just because it's a Ryan Span fight. Uh, 13 of his last 15 have gone under the one and a half. Uh, Krylov also sneaky. Only four of his 38 fights have ever gone to a decision. So like these two dudes, both finishers, both can get finished. Uh, I like the, I like the under one and a half here. Uh, I was hoping to hear different things from you. Uh, um, would you play the over? No, no, I don't have the overs uh, on this one. I, I, uh, I have under three and a half as a parlay piece. Uh, I do as well. Alternate fight line. Do you like like this is one of those like Derek Lewis type fights? Like the you know we we always say like the if this fight went to a decision, I'd be shocked. If this fight went to a decision, like I would I would be stunned. It it, it would be very surprising. Uh, I, I'm disappointed because I wanted you to push me one way or another on the main event. I can't. There are there are two outcomes like to this fight. Well, that's the thing. Originally, I kind of like Span. I was like Span and underdog odds, okay, like plus one forty five. I'm, you know, uh, and then I was like, am I? And this is the problem. This is the problem with having the cold streak. I'm doubting myself. Oh, it's it's and crept into my mind too, dude. I'm doubting it's myself. In my mind. It's the worst. My initial thought was uh, Span one forty five. Listen, the the last time out, uh, aside from you know just looking like a world beater against Dominic Reyes. You know, he gives that interview, that post-fight interview where he's like, yeah, so I never trained hard or tried in mixed martial arts before. And now I'm trying and, and you're seeing the results. And, you know, I, I tend to take fighters at their word. Uh, and Ryan Spann, a lot of talent, a lot of talent. So if he's now taking this seriously, that should be enough. But then I think Nikita Krylov, He's got that dog in him. Dude is is tough. He's got the gas tank. He's got the edge in, in pace and output. If this if Span can't get him out of there with the, you know, with the guillotine or or with the big big shot, then then Krylov in round three is probably just gonna put it on him round three if we even get to the fourth and fifth. So I wanted you to come and be like, Ryan Span. Brian Spann's the dude. He's going to do the thing. He's going to do it. And I was like, hell yeah, 145, let's go. This is how you claw out of the hole. And now I I don't know if I can place a bet on the main event. If I'm placing a bet on a side, it would be Ryan Spann inside the distance plus 175. That's I what mean, I would do. Yes. I don't. There's, I strongly, strongly doubt that this man is going to go to a decision with Krylov, particularly the way Krylov fights. I think if anyone's going to win by a decision, it's, it's going to be Krylov. But. Yeah. If, I don't. If I, that, I don't I think, think this is going to happen because I think if Krylov wins, it's he just kind of keeps putting it on Span and Span can't 
Kingsley Span is it just comes in and he he's looking for finishes and if he doesn't get one he puts himself in a position where he does get finished. Yeah, get or get got, baby, and that's what it's all about. Uh, maybe a double chance. Maybe look at like a Span by KO TKO over and Cry or Krylov by. I don't know. I don't. I mean, know. it's tough because Ryan Span, like going back and watching the tape. There's a ton he's got of a mean guillotine, dude. A ton that of guillotine. submission finishes. And he just like he just is just like, nope, I'm doing the guillotine yeah. now. Takes their head and just locks that Super thing up nasty. so tight. Like it is, it really is a nasty one. I think he's got like three or four in the UFC. Twelve of his career wins are by submission, which is not what you would imagine yeah. for Ryan Span. Twenty one wins, like, twelve by tap. It's pretty sick on the feet too, man. Like if he's got a actually lot of serious, like if he's if he's being real about this, like oh yeah, I just started training thing. Uh, like this could be something we look back on and it's like yeah, should have played Span. See, distance. there we now you've done it. Now you've done it for me, Connor. Now you've done it. I don't. You can't doubt yourself. You just got to play. You got to play from the heart, just firing bullets. Ryan Span inside the distance. What are we looking at on the odds for that right uh, now? DraftKings got plus one sixty five right now. Ryan Span plus well, it's not I mean, that much of a difference. I would say actually probably twenty points is probably not worth it. Yeah, uh, might as well just yeah. I'm just gonna take Ryan Span plus one forty five because if it's inside the distance, is getting me twenty points. That's might as well just take the straight under. I'm doing it. I'm believing in him. I'm believing in Ryan Span. I'm gonna be cheering for him. Why not? We're gonna. I'm probably gonna feel like an idiot, but. You know, we talked know, through dude. it. We know. talked yeah. through it. We I mean, got to a good place. That's where I'm at. Uh, I'm still not going to play aside. Uh, this is me being, uh, you know, tight, keeping it tight, being, you know, it's being responsible, it's mature and smart. I'm not. And that's uh, okay. Support for this podcast and the following message is brought to you by E-Trade from Morgan Stanley. Take control of your financial future with E-Trade. No matter what kind of investor you are, our tools and resources can help you be ready for what's next. Plus, you'll get access to a wide range of support to help you plan for the long term. Learn more at etrade.com slash vox. Investing involves risks. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC member SIPC. E-Trade is a business of Morgan Stanley. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. So that is the main event. Let's keep it rolling to the co-main. Man, I cannot wait for this one. Uh, There's a couple fights on this card that I'm very much looking forward to, and this is one of them. It is the co-main event. Middleweight bout. Andre Muniz taking on Brendan Allen. Right now you can have Muniz for minus 205. Brendan Allen coming back at plus 175. Uh, if you've listened to this podcast, you know Muniz is in that uh, you know elite handful of guys that I'm just going to back no matter what. It's the Muniz, uh, the Jelton Almeidas, the Jack Della Madalenas, the Jalen Turners. Uh, the Jack Shores of the world, the Kai Kara Francis. There's, there's I didn't about, realize you were a Jalen Turner guy. That's exciting. Wow, really? I feel like we discussed that before the Brad Riddell fight. Um, I don't. Yeah, well, I guess. Sure. Brad Riddell's like, are you going to be backing Turner against Matush Gamrot? 
Frederdell is a very different kind of a. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to. It's, it's a blind, it's a blind play. Yeah, I, I didn't realize he was a blind play guy for you. I mean, I love it. I, I think Jalen Turner is a future title challenger. I mean, can I we talk about some... one of the coolest things in in the UFC? Is the fact that he goes by tarantula and then he shaves the spider web into his hair? Yeah. Uh, I mean, all time stuff. Like it's He's, just the coolest thing. Jalen Turner's great. So. Uh, excited to hear you're a Jalen Turner guy and an Andre Muniz guy because you know oh, oh, it's been a while Andre since Muniz old guy. since old Andre's been in the cage. Uh, yeah, I mean it's been a few months. Uh, yeah. when, when did he fight Uriah? Uh, Two seventy six, so July. Yeah, yeah. love so that. It's, it's been a while. Uh, love that. So I mean, pretty much the way that I break this down is uh, went back and watched the Jacob Malcoon fight. He got seven takedowns against Brandon Allen. I mean, you, some people scored that one for Malcoon. Uh, and then, I mean, last time out against Jocko, 15 seconds in, he, he slips on a kick and he ends up on his back. Obviously, uh, you know, he's able to to find good position out of that because he's fighting Christoph Jocko. Not sure he would have the same successes against Andre Muniz, third-degree black belt, one of the most lethal jiu-jitsu practitioners in the world. Uh, I mean, if it stays standing, like, yeah, Brennan Allen, there's a very good chance he just kind of rolls through uh, Muniz. Like, if Muniz isn't a giant threat on the feet. Uh, but if it hits the mat, like, I think I think Muniz is just going to be able to go to work. And every single fight Andre Muniz has had in the UFC has hit the mat at some point. Um, and, I mean, just looking at Brennan Allen, like, he's got a 50% takedown defense. I, I already mentioned the 7 of 14 from Alcoon. Uh, Kyle Dawkins went three of five on takedowns. Kevin Holland and Sean Strickland were able to take him down. Uh, I mean, I think if if Muniz can get a couple takedowns here, he's he's going to be able to either do what he did to Uriah Hall and just win in a dominant decision, or be able to get a submission. We see this one identically. Big Andre Muniz guy. I was surprised the line was this close. I mean, minus two twenty five is where it's sitting right now on DraftKings. Uh, I, I thought Muniz would be a much, much higher favorite. Um, and so I thought about using him as a parlay piece, but at minus 225, that's still good enough for me to just take him straight. So, yeah, I'm, I am all in uh, on on Andre Muniz. I mean, let's just keep it rolling, Muniz. Like, I mean, he, he's just love watching the guy work. It's, it's he's, he's about, uh, he is, I would pick him to beat, uh, Pajeta wow. tomorrow. I guess wow. he's this dude is. Uh, I think this is a big year for him. If he can put together the wins that he is capable of and finally get those opportunities, Brendan Allen feels honestly like a little bit of a step back for him, right? Like, uh, let me I don't even know what the UFC rankings are right now, but I know Muniz is ranked. I don't know if Allen actually is ranked. Yeah, he's not. So he's fighting back. Uh, and given his streak, you would have hoped that he would get somebody above him, you know, Roman Delize, something like that, so he can continue making. But I think this is the last fight back for him. And then he's going to get Derek Brunson, somebody like that, and start to start to make the climb. I like that. I like the idea of that. So let's keep it rolling then. We are both on Andre Muniz. Next up, it is a heavyweight bout. Augusto Sakai taking on Dante Mays. Uh, right now, you can have Augusto Sakai. Coming in at minus 135, Dante Mays coming back at plus 115. Uh, I mean, pick your poison here. Augusto Sky is coming off four straight losses, and Dante Mays is Dante Mays. Uh, can, I, I mean, I was queen bee of the Dante Mays hive going into UFC 277 against Tomdi. 
I basically staked my whole reputation on Dante Mays, uh, and he let me down. I mean, you, he let me down. I, in your defense, you didn't know Hamdi was on the gear. So. Yeah, I mean, what, what do you want me to do? Hamdi cheated. Like, I, I mean, I, I can't. Should I be can't no say. contest. Bet but, that should come back. But obviously, Dante Mays had a lot of opportunities to grapple. He, he felt like he had a lot of success there, and he just didn't capitalize on any of them. And at any time, it felt like he had Hamdi in trouble. He was like, mm, no, do your thing. Yeah. For that reason, I cannot trust my money with Dante Mays. You should never do that. <laughs> uh, on the other side, I mean, Augusto Sakai in a matchup that feels like a step down in competition that he should probably win. I don't know how much I want to trust my money with a guy that is coming off four straight losses in which he got finished in every single one of them. Uh, I really looked at the under for a while. I know Dante Mays is kind of a, a wrestler grappler, uh, but like I feel like Sakai, if he's going to win, it's going to be my knockout. But ultimately, I decided to stay away on this one. Well, you know I didn't because oh, it's a, a heavyweight fight, baby. It's a heavyweight fight. I've gotten yes. over at one and a half. Uh, oh, that's tasty. I know I like over that. over one and a half, over two and a half. I'd I'd still take it because that's what I do. But I would feel less good about it. Over one and a half. Look, average fight time for Dante Mays eleven forty seven for Sakai ten forty two. Yes, Love it. you're absolutely right. Sakai has lost four in a row. Two of those he made over one and a half, and also those four were against Sergey Spivak, who we now know. Look, looks to be pretty pretty dang good. Tied to Ivasa, your guy. Tied to Ivasa. Oh my guy, love Ty. Love yeah. Ty. Jairzinho Rosenstrike, who you know that was one second away from probably hitting over one and a half. This is the very last second of the first round, and you know how heavyweights go. If you get out of the first round, you got a great chance to just make it to the final scorecards. And then Alistair Overeem, like that's a that's a very different level of competition. Guy almost went five days. full rounds with Alistair. Yeah. Very different level of competition. Uh, I, like you, could not possibly trust either Augusto Sakai or Dante Mays with my money, but I can trust both of them to fight for more than seven and a half minutes. There you go. I mean, I feel like I've been seeing some people just unloading the clip on Augusto Sakai this week. but uh, If you were going to bet this, I do think Sakai is the bet. I think, so, um, so I think, this, I think this is a pretty hefty step down in competition for him. It is, and I mean, you know, may, the Marcin Tibera win doing a lot of work for him, but it's he should win this, and this is probably a bet where I'll look back and be like, huh, maybe I should have played him at minus one thirty-five, but instead of just like, I can't, just can't do that right now, not at the state I'm currently in. Can't be laying negative money on Augusto Sakai. That's that's not how you make smart bets. Yeah, let's, hope, let's. I mean, shout out to everyone betting Sakai. I hope you guys win and prosper because uh, so do you I. Know, I, I'm, I'm you're, anti, bolder. you're bolder than we are. I'm anti Dante Mendes at this point. I mean, you got to be bold. Scared money don't make money. You got to remember that. Let's keep it rolling. It is a women's flyweight bout. The return of Tatiana Suarez taking on Montana De La Rosa. We have not seen Tatiana Suarez in the octagon in, in three years. Three years and nine months. Uh, her last fight came against Nina Nunez when Nina Nunez was Nina Ansaroff, and she was the third-ranked straw weight in the UFC at the time. A lot has changed since then. Uh, her opponent? Connor, there are kids who can walk and talk and like engage with you personally who were not alive the last time Tatiana Suarez fought. Yeah. So much has transpired. 
Uh, yeah, we, we didn't even know what uh, COVID-19 was the last time Tatiana spoke. I had no me. idea. We all, mean, all were just living life, coughing on people, going to work sick. We definitely didn't know what Fight Island was, so shout out to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's been a minute, obviously. Injuries, health issues. She's back, though, and she's still fairly young, 32. She is moving up to flyweight in this one. Since the last time Tatiana Suarez fought, Montana De La Rosa, she has fought six times. She is two, three, and one in that span. If Tatiana Suarez is great, is if Tatiana Suarez is any resemblance of her old self, this is going to be one way traffic. This is like I had to just go back after watching a couple of her fights of just pure dominance, and like we're talking against women that are at the upper echelons of the division now, like finishing Alexa Grasso in the first round. Uh, just ground and pounding Carlos Barza into the oblivion in the third round. Take a listen to these stats. 3.37 striking differential, tied for the best in women's strawweight history with Joanna Young Jacek. Decent. Uh, 1.45 strikes absorbed per minute. That is the fewest in strawweight history. 63% takedown accuracy. That's the highest in straw weight history. And 6.47 takedowns landed per 15 minutes. That is also the highest in straw weight history. If she is any resemblance of the Tatiana Suarez we saw three years and nine months ago, this will be a dominant performance. I mean, I think that there is absolutely no reason not to believe that she won't be. Uh, she's dead. I, I, I didn't know this. Uh, her and Patchy mix boyfriend, girlfriend. Oh, I had no idea. Um, I mean, uh, you know, that's, keeping that's her around the game, gra- a lot of grappling talent, right? That's there what I'm saying. Like, I mean, you know, gotta be learning a thing or two from old Patchy. He's about to fight for the belt in Bellator. Uh, so yeah, I mean, yeah. Tatiana Suarez, I parlayed her up. What do you want me to say? Okay. I mean, I'm, I've been I've been anticipating this return for God knows how long. I'm not going to not parlay her up. Uh, so also also in that parlay, it's a four-leg parlay. I've got the span Krilov under three and a half. Okay. I've, I've got Tatiana Suarez. Okay. okay. Two, you want to just two. finish it off now? Because I have the same parlay, but it's only three legs. I... I think one of I think I might have your third. Leg. I'm gonna because just go ahead and assume it because we're square schmucks, please. One, one of these, uh, I intend. I was like, this feels like a Connor leg that I can I can just steal. Uh, and I see that you <laughs> also have some notes on this fight, so we'll get to it. But I think we might be three. I think we may be simpatico on this parlay. Which I, is I just think my third leg is going in the world. It's going to be one of yours. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm eating chalk for the next two weeks. Like, uh, I don't even know what. I don't know who eats chalk, but whoever that is, I'm that. Yes. I feel like kindergarten. Call me a probably. kindergartner because I am shoving chalk in my mouth. I have a monster <laughs> chalk parlay for, for 285. Uh, I actually have Tatiana Suarez parlayed up with some people for 285. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with eating that. chalk. I love sometimes the future parlays. I mean, sometimes you just have to. Sometimes you just have to. And, and this next week is, is the week that I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. So, yeah, Tatiana Suarez. I mean, unless something has changed over the last few years, I mean, this is this is her fight to lose. So here's my other thought. I don't have this bet down, but I was sort of eyeballing Suarez inside the distance because it's plus 130. Oh, you're crazy if you don't think I eyeballed it. I, I really pl- thought about pl- it. 
I thought it would be negative money because, you know, she's minus 750 or whatever, plus 130 for, for Suarez to get a finish here. The, the obvious concern is the, is the huge layoff, right? But, and Matana De La Rosa has proven to be relatively durable in her career, but still like if this were, if this, if they were fighting this four years ago and I were getting these odds, I'd be like payday, just lock it in plus money for Suarez to get the finish. I don't know if it's, I, I'm again, having a little bit of lack of confidence given the way things are going. So I just wanted to feel you out how you feel. I really about thought about it. Here's the thing. All right. Here's the thing. Uh, if I, if I'm going to play it, I'm probably just going to put a half unit on it. Uh, and it'll really frustrate me if I have her in like multiple parlays and she just wins by like dominant decision. Uh, just because then it'll like feel like a little bit of a sting. I don't know. I might still put a half unit on it. I might just believe in it. I'm I've decided right now as we're talking through it because I don't have her in multiple parlays. I just have the, this one parlay, which I feel like she's maybe the lockiest of all locks. I don't want to tell you how to do your business, Connor, but when you're doing the parlay pals, oh wait, do you not get to do parlay pals this week? No, I do. I do because it was at oh, three. You, now it just oh, goes so back you to reset four. to four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like Tatiana Suarez is going to be the number one pick on the board. I guarantee you someone is going to take Tatiana Suarez. So going to be the first pick. So I that's suspect. something I've had to start doing is like thinking through what people are going to do on the parlay pals so I don't get overexposed on stuff. Uh, I that's can promise smart. you Tatiana Suarez is going to get picked. I have her in one parlay, and then I have her in the big-time future combined with 285 parlay. Um uh, you know, there's always the banana peel. Uh, and it, that's why I almost didn't make my parlay a four-legger. Four legs, you can never win a four-leg parlay. I'm, God I'm love the same. parlay pals, but you can never win four no, legs. They're, they're impossible. Uh, I might do it. I might do Tatiana Suarez inside the I'm, distance. I'm taking the shot because I'm, I'm envisioning... Uh, a Dom Cruz return when he took that four years off and cu- and came back in just thirty second demolition, like that's what I'm envisioning for Suarez. She comes back, she makes a statement. I am back. I am a title threat. Let's get me one more a title eliminator next, and it's off to the races. So I'm doing it inside the distance. Let's go. I haven't locked it in, but I'm strongly considering it. I I, I I like the idea of that. It's sketchy. It's going off of uh, assumptions, but I mean, it is it is Tatiana Suarez. I mean, she is hopefully back. All right, let's Good keep it to make assumptions about. You are not wrong in that aspect. Let's keep it rolling. We're sticking on the main card. It is a welterweight bout. Mike Malat taking on Johan Lainess right now. You can get Malat for minus 215. Lainess coming back at plus 185. Uh, I mean, this one's probably going to be fireworks. Like, two dudes with knockout power. Uh, Can't really pick a side here. Like, I like Mike Malat. Minus 215 is is kind of a lot to pay for a guy that was struggling. I played him pretty big against Mickey Gall. Uh, and like there were a couple dicey moments despite him getting the first round finish. Like he he did do that. Uh, but like there were a couple moments where I was like, oh, this is this is kind of sketchy. Uh, and like if if Lioness catches him, I mean, he he could put him out. What I did do, I took fight does not go to a decision at two, minus 225. A lot. Nine of his 10 having on new decision. Lioness, seven of his 10 have not. And then between the two, 20 fights, 14 ended in the first round. 
feel good that someone is probably going to get starched here. Uh, I love your read on it. Uh, I just don't have any any action. I considered Malat. I do think Malat's probably going to win this fight, but he's just had too many sketchy moments. Uh, I reached out to our friend, our good friend, Alexander Kaylee, because, you know, this is a little bit of Canadian on Canadian violence. Not that many Canadians in the in the UFC roster these days, and yet they, they decided to match up two of them. So I was like, let's reach out to my favorite Canadian, see if he's got the inside scoop. And he was just like, Honestly, it's hard for me to know. I wouldn't feel confident either way. So <laughs> I'm taking that as gospel. Yeah, uh, there's the gospel. Can't I can't, can't bet either of them. So I will just be a fan watching this one. Shout out to shout out to AK Lee for the Canadian gospel there. Uh, quick breaking news. Just got a notification from Best Fight Odds and FightOdds.io. They've released odds for the Jalen Turner, Dan Hooker bout uh, oh, that has since been but canceled. Jalen Turner was a uh, substantial favorite in that one. If this was what the line was going to be, I would have I would have come close to emptying the account on it. Uh, Dan Hooker minus one seventy five. Oh my Turner god, I would have bet all of my money. Uh, yeah, I would have bet oh my so god. much money on Jalen Turner. If they had actually given us that line, holy smokes! <laughs> that is why they even just released that. I don't know. The fight's been canceled for like a week and a half, but. Uh, yeah, shout out to Best Fight Odds and uh, fight they just odds wanted to hurt your feelings. To oh make my god! Think about what could have been. I would have been typing in the numbers so fast to try to get that line that like I would have just put hundreds. It would have been maybe they just typoed it. Maybe those are the odds for Gamrot Turner because that wouldn't. The, the, that that's line what it actually, is. I, I actually already played saying, Jalen Turner. Those those are those odds are already out. Let me let me see what I got. Those, Turner at. I think I got line, like plus that line feels about right for that fight. Uh, I would still take Turner, but I would not unload the clip at that. No, at I'm that definitely juncture. not unloading a clip. I put one unit on him at plus one sixty five. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I feel comfortable with that. Yeah, really I'm okay like with that. that. I mean, I'm I'm all on the Turner train. Uh, I got a few. I got a I got a few other bets down. Zero line. Zero gone line keeps moving up. We'll, we'll we'll have to talk about that next week. We still have plenty of fights to get through. Yeah, this week. yeah, 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 yeah. We got uh we got Rick coming on next week. Gonna have oh uh, yeah, John let's Jones go, Ricky. Gone. Uh, but that's for next week. Let's keep it rolling here. Final fight on a six fight main card it is a lightweight bout eric gonzalez the ghost pepper taking on trevor peak right now you can have trevor peak for minus 190 eric gonzalez coming back plus 160 another banger in my opinion like this is probably another fight that is not going to go to a decision uh like should be fireworks in terms of who i'm picking eric gonzalez uh i mean he's 0-2 in the ufc both times he got finished can't really say that he's impressed me in any way. Uh, he's also four and four in his last eight, uh, and it just feels like going back and, and looking at it. It feels like every time he takes a step up, every time he gets away from those, you know, like six and five guys, he he ends up catching an L. Uh, Peak really only watched his contender series fight and the fight before that. Like, but he he looked pretty good. He was like a plus one sixty dog on contender series seven and zero, oh, all seven wins by knockout. The concern there is like maybe he's just a one-trick pony, doesn't have any cardio if, if things get rough. Uh, but I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not sure Eric Gonzalez, the ghost pepper, is is full uh UFC quality. Uh I did take peak inside the distance, minus one twenty-five. Oh, interesting. So we do not have the same parlay leg then, because this is also in the parlay. Uh I'm just taking the under two and a half here. Uh, it's right. a minus 350. Nice. So similar reads. M my concern is uh, 
Trevor Peak doesn't impress me a lot. Um, and certainly Eric Gonzalez has not has not been very impressive, but uh guy making his debut who shows a lot of uh things in a game that I'm not particularly enthused by. But the man is he is rugged. He is gonna come, he is gonna put it on. I mean, you go watch him fight Kama Worthy, Warren Smith, any of those any of those pre-contender series fights over in Aries, he he's just chucking them from from the word go. He is getting after it. He's yelling, he's pumping up the crowd, he's trying to make it a dogfight. Uh, and there's a reason that the man's never seen the third round. I have no idea if his cardio can hold up. I suspect it can't, given the pace and the way he fights. And so I decided to go a little safer and just take the under two and a half as a parlay piece because I'd be pretty surprised if Trevor Peak uh, went to his first decision this weekend. I would also be surprised. I, I am looking at a violence parlay that I can get into later, uh, and I very much like uh, the fight does not go to a decision to, to be added to it uh, in this one. Um, so, yeah, we're pretty much aligned, but I, I'm just picking a side yeah, there. Just different bets. Do expect violence. I mean, should be two pretty, I mean, three, honestly, pretty, like, the, the main card is not that bad. Like, three, yeah. two fun fights, the return, and then the return of Tatiana Suarez. Then you get some heavyweight sluggers in there, and then uh, you get Andre Muniz, and then Krylov Span. Like, and, no, the, and the main, the main event. card is better, much better than last week's. The oh, yeah. undercard... Okay. A, a bit of a tougher uh, hang. A, leaves a little bit to be it's inside there. Tougher <laughs> hang this weekend. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, all right, well, let's do it. Let's get into the other car- undercard. We're not going to talk about every fight, but we are going to talk about some of these. If we're not talking about it, that means we have no action on it and don't really feel any particular way. Let's start a women's flyweight bout. Gabriela Fernandez taking on Jasmine. Jazz the Vicious. Uh, right now, you can have Fernandez for minus 125. Jazz the Vicious coming back at plus 105. Um, I did play Gabriela Fernandez just watching some of her LFA tape where she is, the flyweight champion. Uh, I just feel like she's a solid kickboxer. I think she's just a better striker than Jasmine Jazz the Vicious. Uh, I think she's going to get the better of the striking exchanges. And I think really the path to victory for Jasmine is to get this to the ground uh, and just go to work from there. But I don't know how much success she's going to have in that case. I mean, if you go back and watch that Natalia Silva fight, like she got beat from pillar to post, like 30, 26. And another thing that I like about Fernandez in this fight, this is one of the few times that Jasmine Jazz the Vicious is not going to have a massive size advantage. Like she's almost in all of her fights. She's four or five inches taller with a four or five inch reach advantage. Every time she goes out there, Fernandez is pretty much the exact same size as her. 
I think she's a better striker. Can Jasmine get it to the ground? I don't know. Um, I mean, it's it's not like she's like an incredible takedown artist. Natalia Silva, who's much smaller, stuffed all six of her takedown attempts. Um, yeah, I'll sign with the I'll side with the debutante here uh, to get it done. Uh, I, I agree. I just don't have any bets. Um, I I just don't feel confident enough to to bet on Gabriella making her debut. Um, so, but in general, I think she's a better striker and probably can. Uh, the physicality argument I hadn't considered. It's a good one, but I'm just I'm trying to be a little smarter because I have a very stupid bet uh, on the prelims. That oh, fantastic! So, so I try to I'm trying to not overexpose myself because I already had one very dumb bet that I felt compelled to make. Fantastic! Then let's keep it going. We will move on to a men's flyway about Ode Osborne taking on Charles Johnson. It is a fly weight bout. I mean, are you can 125 get... pounds and under? What's what's been going on lately, man? Like, I mean, it's just like what are we eight and one on the year? I, I think we're seven and one, and like they just don't even make a sweat. Like, it's just like first round finish. And and the one that lost was a road to UFC fight, and it still did not go the distance. I mean, it's just it's incredible stuff. It's the most satisfying bet in all of sports right now. Charles Johnson, he, he's been to, been known to be a perpetrator of the flyweight unders, of the state Not of Last time unders. out, though, last he, time, first he revoked time, his first enemy something. of the flyweight under card. He's can like, history I don't want this repeat itself? Can history repeat itself? In my opinion, I think it can. Uh, because if it's not Charles Johnson, it's Oday Osborne. And if you go back and look at Oday Osborne's record, 10, 10, Jed, This man is, last. is doing great work. I would unders. This, He's this putting is, in the effort. Every this man week. is top tier young talent. Like we, we love Ode Osborne at Flyweight Under Corporation Incorporated. Yeah, Flyweight Under Corporation so, Incorporated. So straight shooter with middle management written all over. I him. mean, F U C I. There it is, right there. Ten of his last eleven have ended in the first round. Uh, yeah, we talked about Johnson, but nine of his thirteen wins have come via finish. Uh, what am I going to do? Am I, am I going to just be like, yeah, you know, I, I'm not going to play this. Like the regret that I would feel, I would take it to my deathbed. If I played a, if I didn't play a flyweight under at this point and it hit, I just shout out to flyweight unders because we talked about having a tough year so far, you know, I, it'd be steady. worse without flyweight unders. If I didn't have flyweight unders, I'd have nothing nothing gambling anymore so flyweight unders uh let me also yank your chain to this i don't have a bet down i'm 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 kind of feeling some type of way about Ode osborne though underdog plus i don't hate that dude i saw it i saw it earlier this week at like plus 170 i was like man charles johnson if this is 170 i'd for sure be on it but he's down to 135 and i just don't kind of feels I don't know. I didn't know if, if you if you had it, I would have been like, ooh, let's let's tag team it. But if you're just on the unders, maybe we just stay on the unders. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ride the under because then there's a there's a very real world that Charles Johnson wins this by decision and like double hitters, as great as double hitters feel, as just incredible as those feel, double losers hurt twice as they feel twice like as much. Quadruple losers, really. Yeah. Yeah. Just. I mean it, it, it just hurts so bad to get a double loser. It's like, oh, I, I was so wrong about that fight. You know, you've convinced me. I'm out. I'm not taking O.D. Osborne. I won't make the bet. 
But if he does move up a little higher, if he comes back to the plus 170, might just still just have to and, and risk it for the biscuit, you know. Smart man. Smart man. Let's get to the last fight we're going to talk about on this. Oh, UFC we have card. two more. I added one. Oh, oh, oh. Which one was it? Tell you, me. It's it's on the it's on the dock. Uh, da, 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 da. It's under the Selecki Deaton fight that we're yeah. about to talk about. Yeah, I'm trying to to update this bad boy. Garrett Armfield versus Jose Johnson. Yeah, we could have just said that, you know. All right, there it is. Now I'm seeing it. But let's get into Joe Selecki versus Carl Deaton the third. When I first read it, it looked like Joe Selecki versus Carl Deaton three. Uh, this will be the third time they're facing off. That is not true. Right now, Joe Selecki going for minus 520. Deaton coming back plus 410. I mean, dude, this is very, very short notice, getting about seven days, or I mean, 10 days for Carl Deaton, uh, 17 and five. But let's get a little bit deeper on that 17 and five. Let's, let's really start. Deep. Let's, let's start to, deep. Let's start to, I, I, I thought I saw someone show up behind me. I guess it was just a ghost in the studio with me. Uh, 17 and five. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's five, three and one in his last nine. And let's go through the record of those five wins. Uh, seven and eight, sixteen and eight, five and twenty-six, and then he beat Nate Williams twice. Don't, I need you to put some respect on Star Stop. Roberts Jr.'s I'm, name. I'm coming back to Star. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, Nate Williams twice. Once when Nate was eight and three. Once when Nate was nine and four. Uh, in fact, if you want to dive even deeper, fourteen of his seventeen wins are against guys who currently have a record under five hundred. And don't you dare think I just glanced over. The man of the hour. Uh, I mean, this is this is getting close to our man uh, over in uh, the 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 man that beat Gerald Mearshart. How am I slipping on his name? Oh, all timer sixteen and one hundred six. Give uh, me a second. I'll just come an all time right now. Star Roberts Jr. five and twenty eight. Like this man comes to play, uh, and it like. It feels like he like props up a decent amount of guys. Like he's Dante J- Shiro. It's Jay Ellis. Jay Ellis. The, the in- inevitable Jay Ellis. All time. Jay Ellis is. Uh, yeah, I mean, Star Roberts Jr., he's coming in there for one reason and one reason only, and that's to give you a dub. Uh, I mean, he's what? One, two. Oh, Lord have mercy. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine, it's a lot. It's, 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 a, it's a lot. He's one. I mean, the man has a five and twenty-eight record. So it's the 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 wins are are few and far between. There was a point where he was two and seven. And he had to feel like he was on his way at that point after beating uh, Ryan White Mountain. That just sounds like a fake name. Rowdy Ryan White Mountain, four and twelve. Uh, isn't there a moment where you know your family just sits you down and is just like, maybe this isn't it, man? Like yeah. I feel like if you get to zero and four. Like the family isn't just like maybe this isn't it. Well, he's just out there having fun, you know. He likes to train, likes to compete. See how it goes. Out there having fun. He has been finished in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. But six, think about how sweet those victories are, Connor. Think about how happy you and I have never known a happiness that Star Roberts did when he beat Star, Robert. One Andrews. decision loss. One decision loss. Yeah, when Star Robert beats Robert Andrews, we all remember it, the A-Town throwdown 15. Like, you think uh, when he gets that win, he, he sinks in that rear naked in the second round against Andrew Roberts to move the four, to move the 5-26? and 26. You think he's like, it's time. 
the run starts now. <laughs> no, I think he's just, I think he's in the moment. He's present and, and just relishing being alive in a way that we've never been because sure. we've never lost 26 fights and then gotten the dub, you know, and that's shouts to star Roberts. Shout out to Star Roberts. That's all we have to say. Uh, so, yeah, long story short, I'm playing Joe Selecki. Don't get cute. Come in here, grapple, win, and move is this, on. Is this the, the third leg of the third parlay? Leg. Third That's leg. the third leg of my parlay as well. Boom. So it's the same parlay. I just added the Pete Gonzalez under two and a half nice. to it to get it to plus money. Just don't get cute, man. Just, just come in here, blast a double leg, sub them in the first round. It should would, be that simple. I, I that thought about playing the uh, thought about playing fight doesn't go to a decision at minus one seventy. Mm. Haven't gotten around to it. Yeah. Probably won't. I just I don't I really don't want to be double exposed on Joe Selecki, Carl Deaton. I was gonna say. I was gonna say that's that's what I don't want to do. So uh that's that. Let's move on. Last fight we're gonna get into on this UFC card, Bantamweight Bow Garrett Armfield taking on Jose Johnson. Curious to hear what you got here because right now Garrett Armfield is a minus one forty five favorite and he is taking on Jose Johnson plus one twenty five. I've got nothing on this fight. Considered the under, didn't take it. You tell me what you have. Uh, so remember earlier when I said I have a dumb bet? Uh, it's this one. Made a dumb bet because my my lizard brain can't get over one very important key statistical element. Uh, Garrett Armfield is five six. And Jose Johnson is six feet tall. Um, wow. The, just a, a lifetime of difference in the size between these people. And at plus money, uh, not the, the truth is neither guy's particularly good. I, I would say that Armfield is maybe the better fighter in general, but it, it's not by leaps and bounds. They're both pretty young. They both have shown some ability. And we can, you know, we can parse how that goes, but we've seen that that big gap in size has just proven to be difficult for better fighters. You know, um, what was the uh, Josie and Nunez fought Farzan? Oh, man, yeah, yeah. And we talked about good. it going in, and I had a bet on Josie and Nunez. It was like the size doesn't really matter. She's just much, much better. And buddy, that was the sweatiest. Size the, oh my the size God. mattered so later much. Like minus 500, and it was a complete sweat to a 29-28 questionable. Yeah, you know, very questionable. <laughs> I was just like, and almost immediately, the first thing I thought when they actually stood in the cage, I was just like, I've made a huge mistake. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. I've made, as Jersey as Nunez is just whipping overhand rights and missing by a mile because she's tiny compares, like, I have... I have miscalculated. And so along those lines, I just was like, he's six inches taller than this man. This is going to look almost identical to that fight in some ways. So granted, Armfield's better grappler has a more uh, clear path, but mostly, mostly the man wants to be checking him. And he's fought. I, I went through the record. Uh, Armfield has only fought guys. Mostly he's fought guys around the same height as him. The tallest dude he's fought David Onama fought him twice, 5'11", six feet almost the same. Onama has two dubs over him. One is an amateur, one is a pro. So, uh, And his most recent fight was also the David Onama fight. So I'm just taking a shot a little bit in the dark here on, on the physical disparities at plus 135. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I mean, that's such a, such a massive size. It's, it's enormous. It's, it's really going to show in the cage. I mean... 
Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, yeah. That, that was it. It's not, it's not the smartest bet I've ever made. It was like, yeah. I got to do some dumb things. I can't be all hey, smart hey, and logical. Hey, That's might, not you might really as well fun. do some dumb things every once in a while. So that Plus, is the, you know, I love to have a bet on the first Friday of the night. I love oh, to yeah, have a yeah, bet yeah. on the, Nothing like a curtain jerker. It's going to decide how you're going to go start off strong or, or struggle from there. That's UFC Vegas 70. There's a bunch of action going on in other promotions. Uh, Bellator 291. I have one bet in Bellator. Do you have any? Uh, I have a few, yeah. I, oh, you I, have a few? Well, two, two. I should have said two, one single. And I, uh, you know, the Chalk Donkey Parlay of the week. Uh, what do you have, please? Uh, I'm take, I'm taking an underdog shot in the main event. I'm taking Logan Storley. Nice. Logan Storley coming in at a... I'm sorry, I'm actually on Logan Storley by decision at plus 240. Um, you know, he he's fought Amosov once before, went to a... It was honestly maybe the most fun fight of Storley's career. Man's not all that interesting, usually, but Amosov made it fun. Went to a good competitive split decision. That was three, two years ago. Uh, and since then, Amosov fought Douglas Lima and then hasn't fought because I don't know if you knew, um, there's a, there's been a thing going on in Ukraine and he's yeah. been, uh, been, been Small dealing thing. with that. So long layoff from him, got a lot other things going in his mind. And this is against a guy who already fought him very competitively to a splitty underdog odds. It plus two forty just felt like a value play. So plus two forty Logan Storley by decision. Plus two forty. I don't mind that one bit. Uh, yeah, because Logan is one. not a man who finishes people. Yes, Let's that be. is not what he does. Uh, uh, I stayed away from that one just because. I mean, Amosov is twenty six and zero. Obviously, the layout good. creates some questions. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't hate that plus two forty. That's a that's a nice. Only only fourteen and one, and that one is Amosov. And so. it was a splitty. And it was and a splitty. splitty. So uh, yeah, I took Jeremy Kennedy over Pedro Cavallo. Just watching back some of his fights, I, I mean, considered that. Yeah, I mean, obviously the shoulder injury against Aaron Pico, that's that's the way he won. It's a big but, win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a big win. Uh, just the wrestling, just watching back the Sanchez fight, the wrestling on on Kennedy is just relentless, man. I, I think that's gonna gonna cause problems for Pedro. So uh yeah, the slight favorite here for for Kennedy. I played a minus one seventy-five. Uh there's a little Canadian action for AK Lee in that one. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna side with Kennedy to get that one done, and then uh, the Chuck McChalkington parlay. This is the one. Oh, that did auto- you actually do it? The, the, it's the squash match parlay. The absolute <laughs> surely loser. Someone's gonna cost it for us. But let's go through it. Let's start it off. Kasan Magomed Sharapov. Right there, you should know that this is this is a lock. I mean, There's listen, to Magomed that. in the name, and it ends with a Sharapov. Magomed Sharapov, I mean, fantastic. All right, so this might be maybe one of the toughest opponents. He's fighting Rafael Hudson, uh, you know, three and four in his last seven. Was already fed to another Bellator up-and-comer in Karrion Clark last time out where he was finished in the third round. Um, combined record of those three wins that I mentioned, six and ten. I'm, uh, I think Sharapov is going to get it done. Undefeated prospect out of Russia. Next up, Kenny Mokoana. He is fighting Craig McIntosh, who is three and four in his pro career, has never beaten an opponent with a win. Never beaten an opponent with a professional win. Uh, and just a couple fights ago, he got ground and pounded by a guy who is five and nine uh, currently for his MMA record. So 
feels like it's a setup match there for the Irishman fighting in Dublin. The undefeated prospect Irishman fighting in Dublin in front of his home crowd. Feels like that's a setup. Next up, Derog Kelly fighting Dorval Jordan, 2-2. Two and two. Dorval Jordan somehow has also never beaten an opponent with a win, and he lost to a 1-2 and two guy. Uh, so yeah, shout out to Dorval Jordan. And then last but not least, the aforementioned Kyrian Clark. He is fighting Leonardo Sinis. Five and five and one in his last 11. And uh, just a couple fights ago, he lost to a one and one guy. Feels like Bellator is doing their job. Now will their prospects do theirs? Probably not. I can assure you that a minus 900 favorite that I parlayed up is probably going to lose. But I did it anyway. Four legs, minus 143. How do you like that? I like those angles. That's you, plus EV in my book. That's plus EV in my book. You have just done all the best things right there. You parlayed Bellator favorites, a known, unknown failing strategy, and you did four of them. On the, damn right. As we know, four leg parlays can never succeed. Yeah, I hope this yeah. hits for you. This is the, the funniest thing is thing that they, they, they do hit. You just got to make sure like they are like the ultimate squash matches. Like you just, you have to make sure it's like Bellator's like, he has to win. <laughs> just has, give him someone just, that he can't lose against. Give him someone he cannot possibly screw this yes. up against. Fight, fight someone that has fought MMA before, but can't win a fight. But hasn't beaten literally a single person. The fact that two of these guys have never win. beaten anyone with a win is crazy to me. The fact that Bellator was like, yep, Craig McIntosh is three and four, and he got grounded and pounded by a five and nine guy. Sign him is crazy to me. Gotta get him. That's what they know? do. Bellator 291, 18 fights. Yeah, it's because this is a Dublin thing. They're farming this out to whatever the local promoter and SBG is. Uh, is Craig I bet is Craig McIntosh an SBG guy? I wouldn't shock me he's at all a, if he is. He's no, he's not. Scotland guy. Yeah, he's not. Um, but Oh, I'm sorry. It's the other because Kenny Kenny Mokawana is is an SBG guy. Yeah. This is this is Team SBG. We're putting on yeah. a bunch of SBG fighters, yeah, and trying to get them dubs in Dublin. You know, that's okay. Yeah. It is what it is. Respect it. Not tailing you at all on this one, though. Hopefully, it works out, man. That that Bellator theme is gonna hit, and it's just gonna be you know the meme of the dog with the war scenes going on, and uh, then Kenny Mokawana is gonna get. Uh, thirty twenty-five by Craig McIntosh. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Dude, don't it sleep happen, on it. but it would be. Don't hilarious. sleep on it happening. I swear to God, that is what Bellator does best. They like feed these guys wins, and and sometimes they can't even finish and it. They just find ways to fumble the bag. Uh, one championship. Our boy Scott McCreet hit us up on Twitter. Said uh, he wanted us to touch on the main event in the one championship. Uh. Funny enough, as he was saying that, the lines dropped, and I, I did play Fabricio uh, DeAndrade against John Lineker. I took him at minus 170. That that line has moved. I don't know when it's going to be available at most books. I played it at bet online. Uh, I mean, if you just go back and watch the first three rounds before the nut shot, I mean, DeAndrade was kind of piecing him up. Like He was yep. he was doing what he wanted to, and, and it's unfortunate that it ended that way. Um, and I just felt like had it gone the full 25, if he didn't finish him, uh, he was going to win via decision by a pretty sound margin there. Uh, it's only been five months. I don't see why we're not just going to see the same thing again. Obviously, Lineker, hands of stone, like 
he's liable for a knockout at any moment. He's alive for one. But uh, yeah, th- at those odds, I, I jumped on on FDA and, and I feel pretty comfortable with it. Banger, banger of a fight. I know that much. It, it's going to be violent and it's going to be fun. Uh, so yeah, shout out to One Championship. Free, free viewing if you got Prime Video. I like minus 170. I think the number's looking like it's much higher now, and I probably wouldn't play it at that just because oh, I have sheesh. a healthy respect. Minus 285. Shout yeah. out to 170. Yeah, I have a healthy respect for, for John, John Lineker, so I, I can't be laying that that juice against him, but minus 170 is a good bet. Uh, but yeah, I mean, FDA was, was taken to school, so... I mean, we've seen Lineker do a lot of cool shit, though. So yes, that's that's the worry is that he just flatlines. Might, might just rip rip some body shots. FDA hunches over, body body head. We're done here. So could be could be the case. Hopefully not. Uh, hopefully we get FDA to get his revenge. KSW seventy nine. The return of Todd Duffy to the cage, uh, taking on Phil DeFree, the the rematch. So only really looked into the main event. Uh, yeah. I haven't played it yet, but it just feels like a nice parlay piece. Either the fight doesn't go to a decision, the under three and a half, filter free inside the distance, something of that sort uh, feels very, very solid to happen. I mean, Duffy has fought one time, one time in the last eight years, and it lasted for a minute, and it ended in an accidental eye poke. Uh, in that time, the freeze has gone twelve and one, and is now the KSW heavyweight champion. Like I feel like, feel like KSW just signed him, threw him a paycheck, and was just like, "Yep, there's a little flair here. Like get a rematch and get in there." And I mean, avenge that loss for for the heavyweight champ. Yeah, I mean that's that. It just feels like that's essentially what they want to do. I haven't played it yet because it's not available to me. But the under one and a half feels like it's if it comes out of like minus one seventy, that feels like something I'm gonna want to do. Todd Duffy. 12 fights, 12 finishes. I think all but one came in the first round. Comes in to get or get got. That is that is a certified fact, and I feel like he's probably going to get got here. And Phil DeFries will be and still in KSW. Uh, looking into another one, you know, maybe maybe get around to playing a Gustafsson or something. You know, you never know. Looking. Diving deep into KSW 79. Buy the pay-per-view, people. That's what I do. And then last... But not least, boxing. Jake Paul, the problem child, taking on the prodigal son, Tommy Fury. It's I couldn't be more excited. I mean, I, you're you're you hear the excitement, right? Like you're. Oh, I'm you're pretty excited for, for it, man. I'm pretty excited every time Jake Paul gets into the ring. There's a chance that this whole story ends. But is there? I thought there was a chance with Anderson Silva. I I do not really think that there's much of a chance in this one he's the man knows how to pick the opponents he's done a very very good job of crafting his career uh i think tommy fury is is an excellent excellent opponent for him at this stage of his career yeah i mean you want to be totally honest i'm I'm, i haven't done it yet but i'm i'm pretty sure i'm gonna bet jake paul oh yeah for sure jake paul is minus 180 ish right now um i'm seeing minus 165 yeah i'm considering Placing a large bet on Jake Paul, not even just betting Jake Paul, but betting betting multiple units on Jake Paul because Tommy Fury is not very good at boxing. Um, for, it, it, it just like it feels like Jake Paul, like he wanted this matchup so bad. Yeah, like, he could have left this matchup Tommy forever. Fumbled it. 
Yeah, he did not. There's no had to take this. Anyone would have blamed him or cared. The narrative would entirely have been like, well, Tommy fumbles. There you go. Jake has been seeking this out. Uh, Tommy Fury is not very good. I, insofar as I am interested actually in Jake Paul's development as a boxer, um, which I have some interest in it, certainly. He'll never be a world-class boxer. It's just not there, but he's not bad. Of course not. Uh, the thing that I think is is actively missing from what we've seen from him is fighting somebody like Tommy Fury. And that's just someone who can match him physically because he is a very he's young and athletic and explosive. And he's mostly fought guys who at one point in time were athletic but are now old. Um, and Tommy Fury doesn't have the technical acumen of Anderson Silva by like any regard. But Anderson Silva for years has largely not done anything and then done like one or two things every three minutes and used craft and caginess to win. And Jake Paul simply outworked him, and that's kind of how that fight went. He just did a bunch of stuff, and Anderson Silva largely didn't do. Tommy Fury can do some more things. He's a big dude, but he doesn't have the craft. Honestly, like this will be I th- maybe one of the most pronounced times where Jake Paul is actually the better boxer in a fight because he wasn't the better boxer against Anderson Silva. He arguably wasn't even the better boxer against Tyron Woodley. Um, I mean, he certainly was against Ben Askren, but yeah, I, I think this is a very good fight for Jake Paul. I'm for sure playing him, and I might play him quite substantially. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. It's it's just like kind of like play till the wheels fall off, right? Like yeah. it, it just sort of feels like he's just gonna he's gonna keep this up, and it just seems telling to me how bad he wanted this because it checks the boxes. He beats a guy with the last name Fury. He beats an actual, you know, considered quote unquote boxer. Like it, it starts checking some boxes now. He's gonna uh, get ranked. I was gonna say he could potentially get ranked by the WBC after this. Like then the argument really starts for him. It's like stop calling me a YouTuber. I'm a WBC ranked boxer. Uh, yeah, it just feels like Jake Paul knows what he's doing. Uh, and I have doubted him multiple times before. Uh, feels like it's just time time for me to stop doing that. Uh, firm agree. Now, if I couldn't find, I looked for this. I couldn't find it out there anyway. If there was an option to bet Tommy Fury pulls out, would you yeah. bet it? <laughs> because I would for sure uh, bet it. Nah, he's already there, so I'm going to trust that that it's going to happen. I I feel like it's a 50-50 shot. He actually makes the walk. Tommy uh, Fumbles really likes to fumble the bag, man. I was considering playing, uh, like, there was other two that I looked at, but they're kind of opposite. Is fight goes to a decision is, like, minus 120. Uh, Tommy Fury, like, is not really a finisher. And, like, Jake Paul kind of is, but I don't know. And then there's another one, minus 190, for either fighter to get knocked down. But that, I just also don't know. They're kind of just like... Yeah. I, th- I think I'm. I think I'm just going to take Jake Paul and, and ride off into the sunset, and hopefully it cashes. Yeah, I'm just going to take Jake Paul. I don't have any concept on whether how, how this will look because I also don't know what Tommy Fury is. If he's going to try and get in there and get rugged with Jake Paul, or if he's going to try and outbox, just jab him, him. Just yeah, jab just him by to being death. big and and having a semi-functional jab, uh, and then that. Also, the way Jake Paul throws punches, like he's open to get knocked down if he can ever fight someone who will do it. Um, and I don't know if Tommy Fury's that dude for sure, but I just have no no ideas on exactly what it looks like. This just feels very much like a Jake Paul fight for me. 
Yeah. And so. I think that's it. I think we've done it. That's it. Clean hour 10, big, hour 15. A big week. That's a lot of, we had a lot of events to cover. UFC, Bellator, yeah. one, KSW, yeah. and boxing, five events. Yeah, I think that's I ended lot. up with, shut it down, like, I don't know, eight or nine singles and, and three parlays. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end up with a violence parlay. I've got, I've got eight in a parlay, which I didn't think I'd have this many. The but violence parlay I'm looking at is like uh, the DeFries fight in KSW, Krylov Span, P. Gonzalez. Uh, if you go over to, to Bellator, there's a couple that are pretty tasty to not go to a decision. That, that Kenny Mokoana fight feels like that's probably not going to go. Uh, the Andy Manzalo, Nobert, Novignier. That feels like one that's not going to go. I'm going to cook something up once all the lines are available to me, so I'm not done yet making plays. But uh, that's all we've got for now. It is only Wednesday morning. Thanks for listening. Hope we covered everything we could. Hopefully, we start bouncing back. Hopefully, March is the biggest month of them all, and it starts next week. UFC 285, the return of John Let's Jones. Go. At the heavyweight division, taking on Cyril Gunn, we will have... The John Jones stand, the the ringleader for John Jones Army on the show. Can't wait Eric to Jackman to take on me, who's just a just a humble Cyril Gon supporter. Just love the guy. Don't know how you can't. Like I just don't know how you can't love the guy. Uh, and uh, Jed will be arguing Cyril Gon's case to win the fight. That's next week, though. See you then. I'm out. Love you guys. Support for this podcast and the following message is brought to you by E-Trade from Morgan Stanley. Take control of your financial future with E-Trade. No matter what kind of investor you are, our tools and resources can help you be ready for what's next. Plus, you'll get access to a wide range of support to help you plan for the long term. Learn more at eTrade.com slash Vox. Investing involves risks. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC member SIPC. E-Trade is a business of Morgan Stanley.